You're listening to Adventist Radio London. Hello and welcome to Family Matters here on the radio, Adventist Radio London even. And I'm your host today, Barbara Lawrence. It's so good to be back in the studio again. Yes, it's cold and it's rainy, but hey, we're here again to discuss those all very important topics and matters that matters to everyone, all of us, even myself. And today is going to be no exception. And today we are going to be talking about homeschooling. Yes, I know you thought about that, homeschooling. So before we start, let us pray. Dear Father, we just like to thank you once again for bringing us here where we can just discuss those all important topics that mean so much to so many of us. Be with us now, Lord, as we deliberate and talk about things that will help us to join the band of homeschoolers. Bless us now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this morning, I'm really delighted to have a whole family in the studio. And that family is Harriet, Joseph, Hannah and Alicia Kudjo. Now, this morning, welcome to all of you. So glad to have you in the studio today. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Alicia? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So lovely to have the, all of you in here. What a beautiful picture. Now, today we're going to be talking about um, homeschooling. And this is a family, family who have decided to take on board homeschooling. Now, I know there are many people that have been thinking about this, discussing this, and talking about the pros and cons, the disadvantages and the advantages. And today we're just going to go through a few of the advantages and disadvantages of homeschooling. Is that okay with you guys? Yes. Great. So, but I'm going to read a statement which was um, written by the BBC um, in 2017. And this is what it says. It says that the number of children being homeschooled has risen by about 40%. Now, this was in 2018, and I guess the, the figures slightly increased over, t over, over time. So the BBC found that across the UK, 48,000 children were being homeschool educated in 2016-17, up from 34,000 in the previous year, 2014-15. They say mental health issues and avoiding permanent exclusion are two reasons parents gave for removing their children from the classroom. However, the government has published uh, guidance on rights and responsibilities on home education, but councils want more monitoring. Now, I, I know that you have taken this this huge, huge, and I'm not going to say huge because it's very, very large, um, responsibility to homeschool your children. Um, I guess what I would what I would like to ask the first question I would like to ask is why do you homeschool Joseph or Harriet why do you homeschool your children <laughs> well I think the first thing that I would say the reason why we homeschool is um, and I think we'll point out straight away that it we haven't always homeschooled Yes, we'll, we'll come on to that. Right, okay. Yes. Um, but the reason that we, we, we homeschool is because it's part of God's plan. Okay. Um, it's as simple as that. It's part of God's educational plan, and I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yes. But that's one of the primary reasons. 
it just gives us the opportunity to really spend quality time with our children and also to help to develop their character. As we know, there's so much that's going on in our society at the moment. And the best person to be able to direct the children's mind is the parent. Mm. And so as a child of God, the song as we played earlier, talking about do we know who we are in Christ? When you know who you are in Christ, it then makes it easier to take your rightful position as a parent to educate your children because God has given us all the tools and the skills that we need as parents to be able to do that. Okay. And so it is a great opportunity to educate our children in that way. That's lovely. Thank you. But it begs me the question is, are you qualified to do this? <laughs> I think this is a question oftentimes many people ask. And I think, as I said earlier on, when you know your position in Christ, you know the principle of God have set, it makes it easier to be qualified. I think when you don't know, it can be very daunting. And for us, in the last two years, through studying, spending time in the presence of God, going back to the blueprint that's been given to us, the Seventh-day Adventists, give us the confidence and the courage because we know who we are in Christ. And for that reason, we are able to take the mission on to educate our children. I guess then, how do you decide then which path to follow? I know you're saying you're taking on the, you know, what Christ has said and the blueprint and what's written. How have you decided to do this, though? What, 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 what has given you that, that unction, that, that, that um, idea of that you need to do this, apart from the fact that the Spirit has said this is the way it should be? You know, have you done any research? Mm. Um, what, what is it? Well, <laughs> I was just going to say before, it's not an easy decision and it's not a decision that is to be taken lightly. Mm. As much as it is God's plan, you still need to approach it with wisdom, uh, with knowledge, um, and with understanding and right. so before we decided to homeschool uh, we didn't just wake up and decide that that we wanted to do it and then the next day we started homeschooling it was actually a journey of about um, a year so lots of planning lots correct. of thought lots correct. of prayer correct so from um, the initial impression and conviction that this is what God was leading us to uh, the journey was about a year before we actually started okay. and took the children out what well, took um hannah out of school um and decided to homeschool but like you rightly said there's prayer there was fasting there was educating ourselves lots of seminars mm. uh, trips away to learn about how to do it properly lots of reading and research um with regards to curriculum with regards to how to do it properly because mm. you can do it properly and unfortunately you can do it the wrong That's way also. Right. yes um so understanding that um, but once you feel confident um, and you've done the research, you will never have all the answers immediately. But as you begin, God begins to lead your steps and order your steps mm. and bring you into more light, um, as it were. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I take my hat off to anyone that homeschools because that commitment and dedication is there. Well, it has to be there the whole time, doesn't absolutely, it? Absolutely. Okay, so tell me then, what are the benefits of homeschooling then? Now, should I ask? I'm going to ask Hannah because she looks like she's ready to talk. Okay, Hannah. So, so for you, as as how old are you, Hannah? 
I'm 11 years 11 old. 11 years old, right. So if you were in the state school, you'd be in secondary school now? Would you be in secondary school now? Yes, I would have been in year 7. Okay, you'd be in year 7. Okay. So for you, Hannah, I mean, how long have you been homeschooled? Is it three, two? I've been homeschooled for two and a half years. Two now. and a half years, so it's quite a while, isn't it? Okay, so for you then, Hannah, what... what because you've obviously been in the state or the private sector for schooling, haven't you? Yeah. So tell me for you, as an 11-year-old, what have you? What do you see the benefits for you as, a, as an individual? A few benefits are our parents get to personalise our learning to our individual needs. Okay, so we tell me a bit more about that. What does that so mean? So I'm interested in the health area. So we do a lot more of research in health. Okay. Um, Sometimes we go to health seminars. We also do a lot more healthy cooking at home and look for healthy recipes. Oh, that's lovely. What else? What, what other benefits are there for um, you? We learn more about our character and how our character should be like Christ. And we also do, um, we go for more nature walks and be in nature a lot more. And we're with our family more than we were when we was in school. Okay then. So nature, is nature very important to you? Yes, it is. Tell me why. Why is nature important? Nature is important because we like to follow Christ's example and he was in nature a lot of the time and his parables were also um, from nature most of the time. So nature has a lot of benefits for us as humans. Nature provides food that we eat. Um, it gives us air from the trees that we have. And yeah, there's a few benefits of nature. Oh, lovely, okay. Is there another one, you, another area you want to touch on before I move on to your parents? No, you're happy with what you've said so far? Yes. That was well said, Hannah. Thank you very much indeed, well said. Actually, I'm gonna ask Alicia. Do you like being homeschooled, Alicia? And Alicia, how old are you? Five. You're five. And tell me why you like, have you been to a normal school, an ordinary school before? No. No, so you can't compare going to an ordinary school and being homeschooled, can you? No, you can't. She's shaking her head saying no. Um, okay, so tell me what you like about being homeschooled. Now, remember, Leisha's only five years old. Well, I like learning about trees and I like learning about God and Bible stories. Oh, right. So homeschooling helps you do all these things, does it? Yes. Oh, lovely! That's brilliant. Now, Mum and Dad, you tell. Can you tell me what you find the benefits are of homeschooling? I know the children have given their personal perspective on this, but I'd like to hear what you have to say as yeah, adults. There's, there's lots of benefits. I think <clears throat> I remember clearly one of the days that we were when Hannah was in school and we were leaving the house, and it was winter, and uh, we woke up because it was quite a fair distance from where we lived, where she went to school. So it was normally about an hour's drive. And I remember waking up this particular morning and it was dark. Mm. Uh, so we drew the curtains, it was dark, it was cold outside. Uh, we drove an hour to school in the traffic. Uh, we'd pick her up from school, we'd come home and it was dark. Uh, we'd come home, we'd draw back the curtains, she would do her piano practice, she would do her homework and then it was time for bed. Yeah. And almost the thought just hit me for a minute. You've got children, but how much time are you actually spending with your children? Mm. Um, and that was very real to me. Um, and that was one of the triggers, if you like, for us um, doing the research to homeschool. Because we have children and 
we are the ones who are supposed to have the greatest influence on them. Yes, of course. Um, in terms of nurturing them and developing them and, and teaching them. And we have this instruction in Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, verses 6 and 7, where it tells us that, you know, we should be uh, teaching our children when they rise up. Yes, when they go to go bed, yeah. uh, when they're by the wayside. Mm. So in other words, in every aspect of their lives, we should be there uh, to be directing them and teaching them. And how can you do that when you don't spend as much time with them? Yeah. And so that was a real thing for me. So the other ben- well, the, that, that leads on to the fact that you get to actually spend time together as a family and you're not rushing around. Um, you get time, the opportunity to explain questions that they have, um, which they have as children. They have lots and lots of questions. Yeah. And oftentimes, if you're not there as a parent, where do they get the answers? Mm. They'll either get it from their peers, um, or if they're in the state school, they'll get it from teachers who are not necessarily godly. Yes. Um, and so the responses that they'll give may not necessarily be the ones that you want your children to have. Okay. Harriet? Harriet, do you have another benefit? Oh, one of the benefits is also to be able to identify the character very earlier on in life. Um, I of think the child? Of the child. Mm. And also even as a parent, sometimes we think that we, we know it all. Mm. And through spending time with our children, also reveal the weakness and also the areas that we need to develop. Right. Um, and so in part on homeschooling the children, you are also being retaught yourself um, also to also to relearn some of the things that we have learned growing up. We see people do things and automatically we follow that train. Mm. We don't question a lot of, of stuff. Mm. And so for me, I find myself, I'm constantly questioning a lot of things I do and also give me the opportunity to um, educate myself to be able to give them the right tools when they come to me as a parent to yeah. be able to direct them in the right way as well. Mm. And so I think it's, it's been a blessing um, having this opportunity to be able to do what we're doing with the children at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Another benefit? Yeah, I'd just also like to add, like you rightly said at the beginning, homeschooling is, is challenging. And so what that does, actually, in terms of like following on from what Harriet was saying about character, it builds your faith. Because there are so many times when you might be going through challenges, you're wondering how things might be might balance up uh, a lot of homeschool parents um, because one of the parents is homeschooling usually means that there's only one source of income yeah. coming into the family yeah. and you then have to um, draw on your faith that God will actually provide that if you're doing what God has called you to do that he will actually provide and so we find that our faith has definitely increased um, since we've been homeschooling because we've had to rely on God yeah. um, and we've had to rely on his promises that if we do his will that he will provide that if we put him first that he'll provide for all our needs so that's certainly another area and we know that faith is the thing that is going to take us through yes, um, at the end of time we'll only have our faith to stand on mm. um, we're told in Revelation fourteen twelve that is the faith of Jesus Christ and so now is the time to develop that and homeschool allows us to, to develop and to build on that faith so um, I know we're probably going to talk about this a bit further down but so practically Practically, how does it actually work? So I know you both are used to be in full-time employment. Mm. Obviously, you work for yourselves. How does it work on a practical day-to-day basis? Because I know you said about relying on God and it's faith through faith. And obviously, one of you had to give give up work, I presume, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> so tell me about how that works. <laughs> um, how, how, how has it worked for you? How has it worked for us? I think... Again, taking one day at a time is mm. the only word I can use. 
um, we haven't fully given up our work, so to to say. Yeah. Um, we still run our business, and what we do, we share as husband and wife. We share the responsibility of being at home with the children. Mm. Um, Joseph stay at home with them, um, maybe three 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 days, um, and I stay with them two days. Right. And then obviously we have the weekend as a family, and then we do that as well. But obviously, where Hannah was in school before, mm-hmm. when she started um, homeschooling, well, you have to do what we call it, do schooling. And in that process, where you're really getting to know your child. Yes. And so the structure of um, learning is not so rigid. You're kind of taking things one day at a time, um, getting to know what they like, getting to understand the whole process that you're about to embark on. And that, I think, each time... It, the period of child has been in school is what one one month you take one one month off in terms of de-schooling the um the guidelines really is that um for every year so sorry de-schooling, de-schooling so yes. that's that's <laughs> making training their brain to work another way that because sounds it, yeah the, the school system the school is actually a system it's it's a method of um you could say it's it's, it's a way of indoctrination is a way of um teaching children to think and to behave in a certain way and that's why there's certain subjects and curriculum that you follow that's pretty rigid um i don't know if we've got time to go into the history of education but in in essentially the whole education system as we know about now came about through the industrial revolution yes you know when factories were being built and um people needed to work in these organizations and so the, the system of education came about to be able to produce individuals to be able to work. That's right. In fact, uh, you do a bit more research, you find out that it was actually the aristocracy, it was the upper class who initially actually homeschooled their children. Mm. Um, and the ordinary person was sent to the, to the state school mm. uh, to be educated. Now it's almost like the tables have turned. Turned, yes, of course. Um, but just coming back to what we're, t- what we're talking about, de-schooling is really is that for every year that the child has been in school, the recommendation is that there'll be a month of de-schooling um, in other words, getting them out of the system of um, schooling as they know into the into the method or the ways in which do you want to educate them. So, for so example, yeah, how does that work? If a child has been in school for six years or seven years, yeah, essentially you could take six six months, seven months. Um, where, like Harriet said, the education is not like they just sit at home and watch TV, um, but you're talking to them, you're taking time out. So, to give you a practical example, we did some travelling. Um, we spent some time with our children because previously we weren't doing that. We weren't spending as much time apart from the weekends. And generally, because we have positions in church also Saturday, on Sabbaths, we weren't really seeing them mm-hmm. either. Um, so we took some time out. Um, we were studying, but not uh, in a rigid format. Yeah. Um, we took, uh, as I said, time out. We did more research and get them to understand what the curriculum was going to be about. And they were involved in that process. Yeah, they were involved in that process. <coughs> we did a lot more nature stuff, outdoor stuff, mm. um, before we began uh, the, the more formal process. Um, but different families do it in different ways in terms of de-schooling. Um, right. Yeah, but that is, that's guidelines. Um, and and who's, who, set the, who sets those guidelines? So it's been recommended um, that it's best to do it that way. And, and I, I guess what that also means is that it's not like getting up nine o'clock and taking your child to school and picking them up at 3.30. Yeah. Mm. And so in terms of their learning, even though they are learning with you on a day-to-day basis, when you are home, i.e. if I'm in the kitchen and I'm cooking, it is a form of learning. Okay. We interact that way. If I'm going shopping, I take them with me. 
and then in that process as well it is a form of learning so really getting them to understand the day-to-day even if i went to work she came with me you know something i get on on the till hannah can you take a transaction for me it is a form of learning mm. so even though it wasn't like sent to work experience quote unquote but there was a time that she went to work with me some days um when i went to work in the process when she was doing the schooling mm. um which to me i think these are all life skills that she need um as she coming into her teenagers years would be beneficial for her okay. as well yeah. okay so homeschooling in a way is a you use the word um, life skills, isn't mm-hmm. it? Learning day to day skills mm-hmm. that will help you for your future. Mm-hmm. So, listen, I'm going to be real here. <laughs> There's got to be difficulties in this because I mean, it, you've got to be de-schooled as well as parents to go through yep. this process yep. as long as uh, alongside your children. Mm-hmm. So, what 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 have been the the most common difficulties that you've you've come across in doing this homeschooling? I think motivation yourself to know that you have taken this Mo- responsibility. Right, so motivating, yes. Yeah, you need to motivate yourself. Um, there will be a time, you know, as a lady, I remember when uh, Hannah was in school, I could drop her to school and quickly go to shopping for myself. I can't do that now. Okay. Um, and it, it, it's helping me in two ways. It helped me to spend less. <laughs> I'm not spending this as much. Um, so I used to mm-hmm. and again made me realize how much I used to waste before mm-hmm. um, because when you go while you're enticed to buy something which you might not necessarily need but because you're out there you feel like you need to get something so that's, that sounds like a positive not spending more definitely mm-hmm. not, not like a difficulty it's helping me part of that is helping me to be more disciplined okay um, so that's what I talk about being disciplined to realize that um, I can't always go out uh, and have that but at the same time it can be difficult when you you feel a little bit I can't leave them at school and have me time. Okay. And those times can be a bit lonely um, at times because Mm. you're thinking, oh, I don't have anyone to help me and that sort of thing. Mm. But again, this is where you have to pray and ask God for strength. Yes. And die to self because the natural direction you want to go the other way Mm. to do what the masses are doing, um, to have that time to yourself, drop them to school and the six or nine hours they're in school is yours is yours yes, um, yes it's not like that anymore mm. you're having to answer all the questions throughout the day yeah. whether you like it or not talk a lot of talking a lot of talking mm. a lot a lot of talking but i'm thankful you know the opportunity that that has given us is to be able to see how the little mind works especially like kalisha has never been to school before mm. um making us realize that every development of a state is our responsibility mm. and to me it's exciting and at the same time it's quite scary yes why do i mean by that when she goes outside and people say oh she speaks so well i'm like oh thank you jesus something is working mm. um if somebody also were to turn around and said oh she's been the opposite then again you will become a bit anxious so mm. you think am i doing the right thing mm. and so we you're mm. going to say something <laughs> look at me yeah, yeah no, i was just gonna add that can kind of um come from lack of confidence yeah which is a bit of an irony because if you're going to have children, one of the things that we hear from parents all the time is when we talk about homeschooling is, well, I don't have the skills, I don't have the knowledge to do it. But if you stop and think, you're a parent. If you are going to take on the responsibility of being a parent um, and God has given you, because remember, children are a gift. If God gives you a gift, 
then surely he's going to give you the tools to, to be look able to, after to, to do your job. Mm. Um, and so it's one of those ironies that parents almost fear bringing up their own children um, and they're more willing to um, give them to other, um, if you like, whether that means sending them to childcare um, eight or nine hours a day to bring up their children for them, which when you... It seems a natural thing to do, but when you actually sit back and think about it, mm. it actually seems illogical. Yeah. Um, why would um, Why would you receive a gift from God and then give it into the hands of somebody else to bring up for you? I know there are exceptional circumstances where that can happen, but we're talking generally. Yeah. Uh, the general perception is that we have to work, we have to bring in income, so we just send our children to um, play school or nursery or whatever mm. um, but what is the effect of that on our society the other things that happens also is that sometimes one of the challenges is that there can be pressure from well-meaning families and we've had that what do you mean um, <laughs> who don't understand the decision that you've made mm. so you know for for example uh, my I mean with us as both coming from from Ghana the expectation is that I mean we our parents brought us here to be, to, be educated. to be educated here. Mm. So for the, us then to turn around and say, we're actually homeschooling our children, they're mm. thinking, you know, are you actually crazy? Are you like, what are you doing? Mm. Um, the whole point of bringing you to this country was to be educated, to receive education. But we've kind of completely gone against everything that they had in mind. Mm. Um, and that can be challenging. Um, they don't understand it. Uh, and we've had to take time to obviously to explain it as much as possible. Um, and in some cases, we've had to withdraw from certain friends who are completely, you know, may speak negatively against it because we don't necessarily need that negativity. But at the same time, we'll we'll talk with them and explain as much as we can. Um, the other downside is that it can be just because your children are not in school doesn't mean that everything is now free. There is a financial element to it because you're now taking responsibility for day trips, you pay for everything, you don't get support necessarily from the government to yeah. homeschool just because you've taken them out of school. Mm. So again, it can be quite an expensive mm. um, uh, thing to go through. But this is where, again, we say that um, if you are doing the right thing, if you're convicted that God is leading you, God will always provide. Mm. Um, and I have this wonderful quote from the Ministry of Healing that has been almost like our guide and light. And every time we kind of go through a dark period, we just quote it and it just kind of just brings a ray of uh, sunshine. And it's from Ministry of Healing, page 481. And, what's, and what's it basically says that our Heavenly Father has a thousand ways to provide for us of which we do not know. Mm. Those who make the service of God supreme will find all perplexities vanish and a plain path before their feet. That's lovely. And for me, that just says it all. It, it does just shows that if you make God first... He has more than a thousand ways. We can only think of two, three ways at a time, but yes, God can think a of a thousand ways, ways to provide for us of which we do not even know when Amazing. we put him first. Okay. Thank you, Joseph. Now, this morning, thank you for joining us here on Adventist Radio London, and I'm Barbara Lawrence, and today we're talking about homeschooling, and I have a great family in the studio with me today who are discussing their the pros and cons and the advantages and disadvantages of homeschooling. Now, if you'd like to join in the conversation, please do. Please send a text to 8228, starting your word, your message with the word hope, and then give us your question or comment. We'd be happy to answer them for you. Now, the next, one of the things I want to ask, in fact, I'm going to zoom in on Hannah at the moment and ask Hannah, Hannah's 11 years old and she's been homeschooled for the last two and a half years. Um, Hannah, the question I'd like to ask you, 
how does socialising work when you're being homeschooled? Because obviously, when you're in the public school or the private school arena, you have a class of maybe anything between 20 to 30, 30 children. And obviously, you can take your pick on who you speak to and who you don't speak to. So obviously, being homeschooled at home, there's only you and your sister or your mum and dad or your mum or your dad. So tell me from your perspective, how does socialising work? Um, socialising, I'm able to still socialise with other people. Um, we have homeschooling seminars with people who are homeschooling as well. So we meet different people there. Um, I have friends from church that I socialise with at Sabbath school, in part finders. And when I go to swimming lessons, guitar, um, music boot camp. So I'm still able to socialise as I did while I was in school. Okay, thank you. So you talked about home seminars, homeschooling seminars. Is that is that on screen or do you go somewhere or they come to yours or you go to theirs? So sometimes the seminars are in a building and then um, different people come from all over the UK and we meet together as different families. Sometimes it's on Zoom okay. or online. And then other times we have field trips, so we join with other families and we go to museums. So sometimes we go to the Science Museum or the Natural History Museum together. Oh, lovely. That's great. That sounds really lovely. Um, Alicia, can I ask you, I mean, have you made any friends um, whilst you've been schooled at home? Have you made any friends? Have you got any friends? Yeah. So tell me who your friends, who are they? Levi. Maria. Okay. And you play with them as well or do you you play with your friends? Yes. yes. And you have fun? Yes. Oh, that's really lovely. Okay, so mum and dad, tell me um a bit more about the socializing because and also tell me about the groups because Hannah mentioned about home seminars or seminars um meeting up as groups. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah, so the I think what Hannah was referring to, mm. we for us the Seventh-day Adventists, we do have what's called the SDA Home Education Association, okay. which has been running for several years, um, way before we started homeschooling. And they've been a real blessing to us. Mm-hmm. So they, the organization basically um, supports Seventh-day Adventist families up and down the country who are homeschooling, you know, from up in the highlands of Scotland right down south. Um, we have families all over. And when we joined, it, it made us realise that you're not isolated, but you're actually part of a, a bigger family of um, home educating families. So there are things like the uh, uh, annual events that we do. There's one just uh, in October, just gone, mm-hmm. um, which was actually held at, at Stanborough Park School. Okay. Um, so there were parents and children from all over. They get to interact. Um, We have family camps, um, which normally happens, I believe, in the summer. We've not been to the camp yet, but we went to what was called the Fruits of Family Camp, which was, again, in November. But there's a week-long camp which normally happens for home-educating families. Um, So that happens. And then, like Hannah said also, groups of families can get together to do things. I know my wife, um, in the summer, they go to the farm, they pick you know, fruits and vegetables. They go to the science museum, like um, Hannah said. Um, recently, we've did a, we've done a trip ourselves to the the Ark, which has just landed in Ipswich. 
which is like a the almost arc. like a life size um or half the size of uh, the, arc the arc in the bible mm. um which is quite an interesting trip so there's lots of opportunities to do that and you can team up with families and mm. and 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 do that together also so there is lots of opportunities to socialize you're you're never isolated um and more importantly than all of that is that your children actually get to spend time with you. Okay. So so the other thing I want to ask you, can we just backtrack a little bit on mm. the curriculum? Wh- who chooses the curriculum? What is the curriculum? Because I think about um, homeschooling, is it an all-rounder education? I know we talked about life skills, but I'm thinking about the maths, the science, the history, that kind of thing. Is that part of the curriculum? Mm-hmm. Or do you choose what your child is taught? You have the options to choose. Um, you can follow the national curriculum if you choose to. There is other curriculums available. Um, there, um, there's the Christian um, curriculum. Um, there's one they call it ACE mm-hmm. curriculum, which is Christian based. And then you go the Seventh Adventist curriculum, which is the Sunlight curriculum. Um, we use the Sunlight curriculum as well as um, other sources, i.e., like maths. Um, we we do maths, which is not from the the um, the SDA or the Sunlight curriculum mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. and also um, the other one that you use sometimes that was recommended by one of the ladies. What's it called? Um, I also do an online maths and English called IXL. So okay. That that follows the national curriculum. Okay. It's just normal maths and English. Okay. So. The other question is, do you have exams, tests and things you like can, that? You can. If when the child reach of the age that you want them to take the exams, you Wh- can prepare which exams? them. If, if you're preparing your child to take the national curriculum exams, okay. you can prepare the child. Mm. You have to pay for it because you don't get um, funding from the government when you're taking any exams because the child is not in mainstream school. Mm. So you have to decide how many GCSE that you want that child to take. Mm. And then you have to prepare the child to do that. With the um, the Sunlight curriculum, it's not um, world recognised in the UK. It's more of a diploma in the UK. Okay. And so if you want your child to have um, like a curriculum or recognised curriculum in the UK, then it would be more the ACE curriculum. Okay, okay. But as a Seventh-day Adventist, we have our own, which is the Sunlight curriculum. Right. And that is not recognized here in the uk right if we just back backtrack a little bit Mm. um talking about qualifications and exams and things like that the first thing to remember when it comes to home education um or in this sense we like to categorize it under true education coming back to god's plan okay um so if i just go back a little bit in terms of god's plan for education um that he instituted there were basically four levels um, and we have this Assembly Adventist in our writings. So the first stage of true education was basically homeschool. So in God's plan of education, the ideal was that no child should enter formal education until the ages of eight or nine. Mm-hmm. The parents should be the primary educators of that child. Uh, the second stage of God's uh, plan for education would then be the church school. So from homeschool, they would then enter the church school. That's right. Um, from the church school, they would then enter into what's called the training school. So the training school was to prepare them for missionary work, which is our primary purpose as Seventh-day Adventists mm. in, this, in this earth and in this nation. The final stage is the school of experience. 
which is basically life and the things that we learn as we go through life. So that was God's plan of education. So when we begin to talk about exams and tests and things like that, we've got to realize that the primary purpose of education is character development. And not exams. Because then, then that leads me on to the other question. How far does um, uh, school homeschooling go? Because I know it could be college, university. I mean, how far does it go? Well, uh, um, or based on the, f- the four-point plan you just mentioned, yeah. there's no university. Is there? There is if there you is? want to introduce that okay. as part of your education. But not as a homeschooling? No. In terms of homeschooling, for mm. example, the uh, curriculum that we use, uh, that Harriet mentioned, the Sunlight, that particular curriculum takes us up until the age of 19. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we can go as far as that. Now, if at that point, depending on the path that you, your child between the, you know, you've discussed it with the parents and the path that the child is going, if it requires you to take a university degree, then that's something that you would then discuss at that point. Now, there are many options when it comes to that. Again, what you don't want to do, because if you remember, if you look at our church as a whole, if you look at uh, what happens with our young people, uh, a lot of the time, the point at which they lose faith is when they enter university. So what you don't want to do is to spend all that time and then throw them in a position where they're going to then, you're going to yes. lose all of that. Mm. So again, even at that stage is a critical point where you've got to be careful. So there are things like, for example, open university. Open university is one of the most recognized qualifications. Yeah. The advantage about open university also is that it allows you to be able to pick the subjects that in line with the things that you want to learn. Mm. So for example, Hannah wanted to get into health and nutrition. That's one area that we'll look at carefully. Um, that will pick the courses that are relevant and not necessarily things that um, the the university deems core, which are not really going to help her in terms of her character development. Mm. There are other practical things. So, for example, if you want to be a surgeon, you can't learn to cut up people at home. You have to go to university to be able to do that. So mm. there are some uh, specific areas that if you go into that university is a necessary part. But you'll actually find that for the majority of us, university may not necessarily be the best option for you yes. to go to. Yes, of course. Of and also, course. I think sometimes when you have education in, um, system as well, you find a lot of the time we go on learning about things that it doesn't require of us to be in school or college for six years or three years or four years. Some of the studies can be cut short. Mm. But I think when we're going into that system, we spend a lot of time being exposed to things that is not going to be beneficial for us for long term. Yeah, that's very and true. And so um, home educated enable you to tailor. Yeah, to tailor the, the lesson and also not waste time, yeah. um, I think. And also finances as well, because when your child go to university stage, if they're spending four years or six years on a, on a lesson, they're not going to use everything from it then you wasted a lot of money as well in time where they could have utilized that time and money elsewhere. So the other thing I, I was wondering then, what about, um, are you assessed? Do, do, you, do you come, the, um, the authorities come in and assess, assess what you do? So you know that you're on the right path, not that you need to follow their path because this is God's path, mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking. Well, what normally happens is that if you take your child out of education, which is what we did with Hannah, that normally um, is, is basically taking is the process of deregistering your child. So as soon as you deregister your, your child, your local authority is notified to say that your child is no longer in the school system, as it were. 
they would then normally write to you, which is what happened to us. They would then ask you to provide evidence of. that you're providing um, adequate adequate education for their age, mm. which is basically the the, the minimum requirement. Mm. Um, like you rightly say, you don't have to follow the national um, curriculum, but the requirement is that you're providing education which is adequate for their age. And so what you would need to do is provide evidence of that, and that might be the lesson plans that you're working to, the resources that you're using. Um, and for us, they wrote back to us and they said they were very happy with what they were doing. And that was the ACE program you, you no, told no, them? No, we use Sunlight. Sunlight, sunlight sorry. Use sunlight. The Sunlight program. Yeah. So normally after that, depending, it varies from local authority to local authority. Some are very strict. We know some parents who in the last two years have had three visits. Um, whereas other local authorities may not visit unless there's a problem. Do they just turn up or they let you know they're no, coming? No, they will let you know that they're coming and they're, unless there's a serious concern where, for example, social services have become involved. But normally they're very helpful because, like you rightly said, home education, homeschooling is on the increase. And so local authorities are having to put in the resources to be able to accommodate parents who are choosing to do this. And I guess reading, doing a bit of research, sorry to interrupt, but doing a bit of research, research myself, one of the issues that local authority have is that the safeguarding of a child. Because obviously when you think about homeschooling, nobody apart from the network within the, mm -hmm. the homeschooling knows about how that child is, 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 um, is being cared for mm -hmm. appropriately. Mm -hmm laid down by the guidelines sure. of how children should be safeguarded. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess in a way, um, we should be or we shouldn't be afraid if local authority knocks on the door and says, look, I want to see how you... you no, yeah. I think if you're not deemed to be hurting your child, you should always make your house welcoming for them to come in. Mm. Um, because you actually all find when they come in, they see what you're doing. If it's in line with what they hope for, they mm. actually embrace you know, what, what, what they have seen. Um, and usually children, as we know, they don't hide. They, they say as it is. They yes, don't of course. Yes. And so you are able to see through the children's behavior when they come yes. that you don't have nothing to worry about unless you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing to your children. Then you have, be alarmed. Yeah, yeah, of course, which is fair, isn't it? Because our, really? our primary um, as parents and adults is to safeguard our children mm -hmm. in no matter what. Um, so the other thing is, before we kind of wrap up in a little while, um, do you do all the teaching yourself? Who who do, who does the teaching of the children? Who who does this? Or do they teach themselves? <laughs> <laughs> um, Hannah now have a support um, because as she get coming to a secondary level, we've got um, teachers who helping us out. And I think one of the things that you shouldn't try to do if you need help, get help. Mm. Because even if you look at people from um, mainstream who educate the children, some employ teachers to come in. And so if you get to the stage where you feel that you need the help, by all means seek the help that you need. But we said earlier on, the earlier years of the child between 0 to 8, which is the recommendation from our church. Um, and even if you look at some European countries, the kids doesn't go to school. It's only in the UK that we find we're sending our children to school very, very earlier on yeah. in, in their life. And so from the age from 0 to 8 is the sole responsibility of the parents to mm. be teaching the children. I think when it comes to secondary level and you need help, you will need to get the help that get you need support. in place. Yeah. 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 
I was just going to say the thing that we found also is, which can be one of the challenges, is depending on the ages of your children, the age difference. So the age difference between Hannah and Alicia is six years. Mm -hmm. So you could be teaching um, completely different things, which was a bit of a challenge for us at first. Um, but again, it's just about tailoring to their to their level of understanding. And you'd be surprised how quickly they, they can pick things up. But like Harriet said, we do have some support um, with with Hannah. But the support, again, has to be godly teachers. You can't just go and pick any teacher to educate your child. Of course. And so we've been very selective in terms of who we have. Um, so we work with an organisation called Remnant Prep, um, who basically work, have all uh, teachers that understand true education, they understand the way our educational system should work in the yeah. church. Um, and so, and they also use the sunlight, so it's, it's very much in line with what we're using anyway, so it's not anything different okay, that's um, lovely. from what we're currently doing. Yeah. Okay, look, we've got to wrap up now. There's a couple of things, Joseph, I want you to do. Is um, First of all, is homeschooling legal? It is legal, isn't it? It is very much legal in the UK, yes. Okay, great. Yes. Before we go to some homeschooling resources, I want you in 30 seconds to tell me what a typical homeschooling day looks like in your household. <laughs> You want me to start? Uh, any of you, just throw it, throw it out. Okay, so a typical day we have our personal devotions and then we join for family worship. <coughs> and then after family worship, we prepare breakfast, have breakfast, get ourselves ready for the day. We join, I join my online class that I started at nine o'clock. And then Alicia will have her lessons with mom or dad. And then after t at twelve, then we join together, have lunch, and do other other activities throughout the rest of the day. Oh, lovely! And what and what what could they be? The other activities? So we do swimming, piano, um, and guitar, or nature, going out in nature walks, or gardening, or baking. Oh, lovely! Sounds lovely. Sounds wonderful. Well, look, guys, thank you so much for coming in and talking about homeschooling. Joseph, just give us a couple of um, resources that if anyone's listening today, and thank you so much for listening, and you are contemplating this subject, it's going to take a long time of research. Joseph, give us a couple of um, online websites that people can go to and just okay, check so it I'll out. Give a, I'll give a couple. Yes, please. Um, so the, the first one I'd say to look at is I mentioned the SDA Home Education Association. So we've recently put up a website. And the website is sdahomeeducation.org. That's got lots of um, information on there, resources, events that are happening around the country. It's got um, frequently asked questions to some of the things that we've been talking about today. The other one is a very useful website that we looked at a lot when we started out. And it's a website called Education Otherwise. Again, .org. That's educationotherwise.org. That deals with a lot of the legal aspects of um, home education and homeschool and staying on the right side of the law. It's got really useful things like, for example, if you wanted to take your child out of school, it's got templates of letters that you can use okay. um, to be able to write. Um, so those are two immediately. But if you do a search, you'll find lots. But those were the two primarily that we use a lot. Okay, look, thank you so much for coming into the studio, both all four of you, Alicia, Hannah, Harriet and Joseph. Um, and you've been listening to Adventist Radio London and Family Matters, and I'm Barbara Lawrence. And until next time, we'd love to hear from you at any time. You can always text us on 8228, and we'll be happy to listen to what you have to say. And thank you once again, and have a great week.